Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. You know, today we're going to be studying our last study about prayer. And um, I stepped outside to water my garden this morning. A neighbor of mine, a few doors down, and I share kind of a little community garden between the two of us. And um, she uh, had put some cat poop on the sidewalk in front of my place. And right about then, the battle began inside of me like it's not a battle for um not being mad at my neighbor or whatever it was a battle for my character and every morning I give my character to the Lord I I can't empty self of self but I can ask him to empty self he can do it and I tell him Lord take my heart for I cannot give it it's thy property I had to really go through some things in my mind and begin to see her through his eyes and figure out the best thing to do uh, so many times I, I think maybe I've shared it before how uh, we've talked about this because for some reason she associates it with me because I have fed feral cats before and rescued you know, like over 40 cats and gotten them adopted and neutered and spayed and kittens into kitten foster care and that sort of thing you know so prayer was something I needed right at the moment and today we're going to talk about postures in prayer. And I was praying while I was standing and walking in the garden and finding peace with Jesus over the whole thing. Part of my peace is coming to me as I share this with you because we all share the human condition. And God wants us, I think we finally come to the point to realize that in our own nature we're incorrigible. I had to ask myself, how am I going to get to the point to where I can reflect Christ's character perfectly so that he can come and get his people uh, because that's going to have to happen. He's going to come out of the most holy place. He will no longer be a mediator to stand between the wrath of God and fallen man. And during that time, we will stand just like Jesus did. You know, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, um, one of the things that he was afraid of and asked the Lord to take it was because he was going to have to face it as in his human condition without any of his own divinity to give him strength to through it because he couldn't do anything that we couldn't do in common circumstances. And so this is our turn to go through our, what do we we'll say, Gethsemane of Jacob's time of trouble where he wrestled with the, uh, Jesus at nighttime. Uh, and he gained the victory. You know, we're going to have to be earnest like that as well and not give up and not let go of the arm of strength. So... I'm not letting go of the arm of strength today, and I know I'm not through revisiting this issue as my day goes along, because for some reason, I must be a particularly difficult person for the Lord to deal with, or maybe we're all the same and we just show up different. I don't know. Remember, we've read that nothing comes to you without God's knowledge and permission, and Jesus surrounds you, and so nothing comes to you that hasn't gone through him first. So whatever he allows, you can, in a way, you could say that's from him. So uh, when they gave me that COVID vaccine, when I had asked for a B12 shot and I started having all of those health problems, I finally realized that the Lord allowed that and he needs to keep me kind of uh, hobbled a little bit, so to speak, so that he can deal with me and help me to come into line. And I think I must just have a strong character. But like I said, maybe we all do and we just show up different. But this morning, I, I would uh, welcome your prayers, and and uh, thank you for that. And let us now read about postures in prayer. Let's pray before we begin. 
Dear Jesus, Lord, I just pray that your word would go forth and bless and edify many, and that this morning, we, as we study your word, we can see how we can we can honor you by our obedient heart and surrender of our will to you, and that you can bring our characters to be like yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're going to begin with Psalms 95, verse 6. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Yep, it says we are to kneel before the Lord, who is our Maker. Luke twenty-two forty-one. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed. The Savior kneeled and prayed. Acts twenty thirty six. And when he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them all. Paul kneeled down and prayed. Second Chronicles six thirteen. For Solomon had made a brazen scaffold of five cubits long and five cubits broad and three cubits high, and had set it in the midst of the court, and upon it he stood and kneeled down upon his knees before all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. Solomon kneeled down upon his knees before all the congregation and prayed. Matthew 26, 39. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. The Savior, when in agony, fell on his face and prayed. First Chronicles twenty-one sixteen. And David lifted up his eyes and saw the angel of the Lord stand between the earth and the heaven, having a drawn sword in his hand, stretched out over Jerusalem. Then David and the elders of Israel, who were clothed in sackcloth, fell upon their faces. When David was in distress, he fell upon his face in prayer. Now we're going to read in The Great Controversy, page 156 and 157. <coughs> Excuse me. Luther was conducted to a position directly in front of the emperor's throne. A deep silence fell upon the crowded assembly. Then an imperial officer arose and, pointing to a collection of Luther's writings, demanded that the reformer answer two questions, whether he acknowledged them as his and whether he proposed to retract the opinions which he had therein advanced, the titles of the books having been read. Luther replied that as to the first question, he acknowledged the books to be his. As to the second, he said, 
Seeing it is a question which concerns faith, the salvation of souls, and the word of God, which is the greatest and most precious treasure, either in heaven or in earth, it would be rash and perilous for me to reply without reflection. I might affirm less than the circumstances demand or more than truth requires. In either case, I should fall under the sentence of Christ. Whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. For this reason, I entreat your imperial majesty with all humility to allow me time that I may answer without offending against the word of God. In making this request, Luther moved wisely. His course convinced the assembly that he did not act from passion or impulse. Such calmness and self-command and unexpected in one who had shown himself bold and uncompromising added to his power and enabled him afterward to answer with a prudence, decision, wisdom, and dignity that surprised and disappointed his adversaries and rebuked their insolence and pride. The next day he was to appear to render his final answer. For a time his heart sank within him as he contemplated the forces that were combined against the truth. His faith faltered, fearfulness and trembling came upon him, and horror overwhelmed him, dangers multiplied before him. His enemies seemed about to triumph and the powers of darkness to prevail. Clouds gathered about him and seemed to separate him from God. He longed for the assurance that the Lord of hosts would be with him in anguish of spirit. He threw himself with his face upon the earth and poured out those broken, heart-rending cries which none but God can fully understand. Oh, God, he pleaded. Almighty God, everlasting, how dreadful is the world. Behold, how it opens its mouth to swallow me up, and how small is my faith in thee. If I am to depend upon any strength of this world, all is over. The knell is struck. Sentence is gone forth. Oh, thou, my God, help me against all the wisdom of this world. Do I do this? I beseech thee by thine own power. The work is not mine, but thine. I have no business here, nor have nothing to contend for with the great men of the earth, but the cause is thine, and it is righteous and everlasting. O oh, faithful and unchangeable God, I lean not upon man. Whatever is from man is tottering. Whatever proceeds from him must fall. Thou hast chosen me for this work. Therefore, O oh God, accomplish thine own will. Forsake me not for the sake of thy well-beloved Son, Jesus Christ, my defense, my buckler, and my stronghold. Do you hear Luther's prayer? How heartfelt was that? Fell upon his face in prayer. I think when the, the need is that dire and comes from that deep from within, we almost don't even think about it. Our desire is to be on our face before the Lord. Or there's a comfort in that. There's a comfort, isn't there, in a baby being on his belly on a bed, being petted and patted by his mama. You can feel the blanket being drawn over him in comfort, and the Lord draws his presence over us in comfort as we fall before him. Joshua chapter 5, verse 14. And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? Joshua fell upon his face and worshiped. And uh, the fact that you'll notice that this he was not told to get up, we know it was the Lord Jesus that came in person to strengthen him. Because angels will say, um, Get up, I am a fellow servant, and that sort of thing. 
Numbers chapter 16. Verses 20 through 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses and said and unto Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. Moses and Aaron fell upon, oh, fell upon their faces. Well, I don't think we read that. Where's, Genesis? excuse me a moment while I sort this out. Number 16, verses 20. <laughs> Oh, okay. And they fell upon their faces and said, O oh God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin, and wilt thou be wroth with the whole congregation? Oh. So they fell upon their faces and prayed. We're going to the book of Mark, chapter 11. Verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. This is Jesus instructing his disciples. When you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any. That's interesting. One may stand while praying. Isaiah 38, 1 and 2. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how <coughs> I'm sorry. Now I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Hezekiah prayed while lying in bed. Isaiah 1, verse 15. Isaiah 1, oh yeah, okay. Isaiah 1, verse 15. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Oh my. Uh, some spread forth their hands in praying. Psalms 28, verse 2. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle. The psalmist lifted up his hands toward the heavenly sanctuary when he prayed. Lamentations 2.19. Lamentations were the of the weeping prophet Jeremiah. Lamentations 2, verse 19. I called for my lovers, but they deceived me. My oops, I'm not in chapter 2. Here we go. No, we're not calling for lovers. <laughs> go to verse 19. Arise, cry out in the night, in the beginning of the watches. Pour out thine heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift up thy hands towards him for the life of thy young children that faint for hunger in the top of every street. Whatever the posture, the heart must be poured out before God. It's your heart that God wants, isn't it? 
Psalm 66, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The Lord will not hear us if we regard iniquity. What does it mean to regard iniquity? I think it, it's like um, giving attention to. Like if I give no regard to something, I don't pay attention to it. Proverbs 28, 9. I'm sure you could take that farther than that. But this morning we're doing prayer. So Proverbs 28, verse 9. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Ooh. Um. Oh boy, this is just the subject of the law. That's a big, 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 big subject to go into. Kind of like a black hole. You have to go twice as fast as the speed of light to get out of there. And um, We're not going to go there this morning, so let's not. Let's just say that he that turns his ear away from hearing the law even his prayer shall be an abomination. When prayer delights the least, okay, so this is Old English, okay, I'll, I'll read it in Old English the way it's written, then I'll just <laughs> kind of translate it for you. When prayer delights the least, then learn to say, soul, now is greatest need that thou shouldst pray. I'm sure you already got that. But when, when prayer is the least thing we want, that's what we need the most right then, isn't it? Let's close with prayer this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that we can come to you in prayer that you hear our words, that it's as though we're speaking right before you at your throne. Our words are carried there directly to your heart. Nothing is lost. And Christ's incense is added to our prayer. We pray for that this morning. We humble ourselves before thee. Ask that you take self out of us, Lord. Fill us with thee, that we would be... Oh, Lord, I just want to mention this as well. It's like when Adam sinned and he was dead to you, but alive to sin. And Paul speaks about us being dead to sin and alive to you. That's what we desire this morning, and I pray for those who are here with me. In thy name I pray. Amen. Okay, brothers and sisters, tomorrow we begin the study on the Sabbath, and I looked ahead at it a little bit, and it comes from so many different directions. It's going to be fun. All right, God bless you today. See you in the morning.